It's 2022. Happy New Year. This is Tech, and you're listening to The Encouragers. Because I still don't even understand what NFT is. <laughs> I do now. Dude, I mean, like, I think, I think the one thing I can't understand is like, I own something, but I don't have it in hand. Mm-hmm. You know, usually when you purchase something, it's like it's physical. You can hold it in your hand, but this is like, I don't know. It's a little bit different. Well, think of it like you're creating something. You create something, and you leave it on the internet. And then people are able to buy it. So you own the digital domain or the digital rights of it. So instead of being physically, it's on the internet. Web3 or whatever it is. But it's like, um, but you got to create your own picture, right? Or can you just take a random picture of something? You have. Um, from what I'm seeing, it's best off if you create it yourself. Are you guys, are, is, is the connection clear with you guys? Yeah. Because I feel like, I can, you know how it kind of like cuts off sometimes? Like you can hear the stuttering. Is that you guys oh, hearing? Move, yeah. move, move just a little closer to the bike. Yeah, how about now? And then back up again. Yeah, well, like. I don't know. I feel like, hold on. Let me see if my Wi-Fi is on the right channel. No, it's not. Okay. I'm going to switch it. It might cut off for a little bit. It should be on. Okay. I'm just messing. You sound super perfectly clear. You're good. <laughs> okay. I just, yeah, I just switch it because it has to be on my end. Okay, see. On my end, my thing should be on oh, the phone. Is- yeah, because I'm recording it right now. Because So it has to be. Okay, it's on the strong Wi-Fi now. Okay, we're good. I think we'll be good. Clear. Okay, you too. You sound good. Jake, when are you getting your mic? When can we help you with that? Can we can we expedite? We need um, you after to have the, a good mic. Probably after the trip, I'll have it. After the trip. Send so me by your the address. end of this month. I mean, no, you ain't gonna buy it for me, bro. No, nah, <laughs> you could just—I could just send it off, and then you can reimburse us in Dallas or something. You're getting the rental car; it, it equals out. That <laughs> 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 yeah, equals out, brother. It equals out. So, happy New Year! Hello, everyone. Happy New Year! Notice, I feel like I haven't seen you in a while, man. Man, dude, this whole month of December last month, last year. I only had four days off. I was trying to take advantage of being in the ops position, ops agent. Yeah. Easy money, man. All I do is sit there and monitor the screens, monitor the flights, and that's it. So I was trying to take advantage of it. Oh, it's boring. But, you know, I had time to create that NFT. It took me all that month just to create that one, like to register it, create it, manipulate it. That NFT is dope, too, by the way. I saw that. I was like, (laughs) mind blown. Dude. I was like, "Notice, notice got it. And then you're like, yeah, it's this easy. Click, 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 click. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> you lost me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bro. just found some things on the internet and, you know, threw it together through Adobe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm like, like, uh, there's, there's so much out there. There's a lot of people that are doing that. They, uh, The way they create their NFTs, they just search Google. You can purchase a lot of content, right? You can purchase to make it easier for yourself. Yeah, to make it easier so that you actually physically own it or like legally own it. 
So I just been watching Bidbird, man. If you guys haven't listened to our last episode with uh, Bidbird, I've just been watching how he does and how he moves. So it's incredible how much content Bidbird puts out. Um, Spencer does an incredible job. So I've just been watching him, how he does it. And then just listening to the last podcast that you guys had, um, the last podcast you guys had, were you talking about um, having when you was on there with you? Uh, I listened back to it when I was editing and, and man, I learned a lot. So taking the knowledge that you guys were talking about, seeing how Bidbird moves, um, Bidbird, he's available. He can You can find him on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, if you guys aren't sure what we're talking about there's a company called Bidbird, started by spencer um Dacuvea. follow him what's the i can't remember his handle but if he just he's a uh, bid my card bid my card bidmycard.com you can get and you can get in contact with with all his uh all his platforms but he does an incredible job of creating like original art pieces in his background, he went when he was growing up. Um, he's used that what he's what he did when he was younger, and just he's just doing it right now. But man, he does incredible stuff. So, just been following him, listening to the last podcast. I learned a lot from what you guys, you three, were talking about, and um, just other stuff that he told us to research and look out into. And I, that's all I did. Just ex- execute on the information. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Uh, it's yeah, all you, out there. But you filled in, you filled in the blanks a lot more than that, though, because like for one, we know like step one, right? Get an OpenSea account, mm-hmm. you know, and it's best to be used with OpenSea on a computer. Okay, so step one. But then there's steps like, you know, sub step A through Z, where it's good to have some sort of like Photoshop editor you know, like Adobe or something else, right, to, to edit it and also have access to shapes. And then there's these other apps where you can get a subscription to edit it a little bit to make it look kind of cool where it like pops or has 3D capability to it, right? So there's a lot of that stuff that I just don't know. You know, there it's like, a you know, it's a step, right? It's not that complicated, but there's a lot of them in there. Yeah, there is a lot of different steps and it's important to understand that you can create an NFT on your phone. Like you don't really have to have Adobe or all these other things. Like this app that I shared with you guys or I'll share with the, the, our podcast, um, an app called prequel. It's P R E Q U E L. That's an app that I use uh, to create the, like the 2.5 instead of the 3d effect, the two, it's like 2.5 D effect that's a good app to get also lightroom is a good one lightroom from adobe is a good app to get to manipulate the what colors. does that cost man i i pay for the yearly subscription for adobe products so it's 365 dollars or 369 a year to use the adobe uh suite all the uh, different apps that it comes okay. with like lightroom photoshop adobe premiere so you pay a yearly subscription. So I, I get the mobile version of Lightroom and I use that for like I used I use that to create that NFT to change the colors in there. But there's all okay. these various mobile apps that you can use um, to create a uh, piece of work, piece of art. And if, NFT doesn't have to be art either. It can be anything like Jay Leno is using his like he NFTs out his cars so people can um, part have, be part owners in it. 
So I didn't know about that, but you can do a whole bunch of things. So you can do art, you can do physical like pieces. And if, like, NFT yeah. my kumete. You could do it. Yeah, you could do an <laughs> NFT your kumete if you'd like. And that's what uh, Spencer was telling us last week about Dunga with his trading cards. He can NFT his one-on-ones, his like rare cards. Mm-hmm. Yep, you can. You can actually do that, man. And it's, it's crazy. That what, what was that article you shared earlier, Tech, on the group chat? Uh, which one was that one? About the NFTs taking off or being something huge. Oh, that uh, Mr. Wonderful from uh, Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. He was saying that uh, NFTs are going to be bigger than Bitcoin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I didn't read the Ultimately, article. I think because it's it's just it's going to turn into a space that's just like normal right so because it's just going to be digital trading of 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 art and beyond that but it's just going to be you know that's easier than that that's easier than you know going somewhere you know in a decentralized platform like that where it's not like controlled by anybody any one person or one group right it's like ideal for the future at least as we see it right now but like you know, in the, and then also has it how it interface with the metaverse and, you know, you know, that's all digital, right? So if you have a digital NFT, you know, it's just going to integrate well into where we're going technology wise with all that stuff. Yeah, at work, um, uh, there's these couple dudes at work that play this game called Eve Online. Have you guys heard of that? No. It's a it's a computer game that you play. It's a it's an online game that you play on the computer. It's pretty big. It's based in outer space, like different galaxies. But that game is about maybe twenty plus years old. But it started way back when, and it's almost uh, it's kind of like its own universe. It's a metaverse. You use actually it's a game that you can use real money to buy things in that in that gameplay in the gameplay, kind of like Fortnite, but it has its own. People in that game, they build their own ships. They build their own ships. They build, uh, like, there's different classes of, uh, of people in there. You can be a builder. You can be a fighter. You can do all these other things. But, like, everything is made in the game. Like, the ships are made in the game. The weapons are made in the game. It's, it's like its own universe. But this that game, EVE Online, you, you probably see if you on um, – now you're probably going to see it more on your phones because the, you know, that little speaker thing is going to track us what we're talking about. But if you check that game out, it's like its own universe. It's like Sandlot or Sandbox. What's that game, uh, Jake? Yes, Sandbox. Uh-huh. It's like that. I said can... it wrong on the podcast. Yeah. Sandbox. Yeah, it's it's a whole new thing, but it's uh, that type of world is coming more and more and more and more into our life now. So, and that when they shared with me that game it is incredible man it's uh it's a whole new universe man uh, and the nfts play a big part of it that that ship that i have on the um that i shared that's from that game called eve online but you can create a bunch of things on online you can find pieces on google put them together and you create your own piece of art and that's you and you physically and you'll be able to physically own or digitally own it on the on the blockchain when you create it and upload it to the blockchain, to um, the MetaMask and OpenSea blockchain. But it is incredible. So after listening to you guys' podcast. Let's, un- let's, unpack, the- yeah, let- let's unpack that for a second there. Like, yeah. 
Because when you might get some people that are listening, you start saying MetaMask and then their eyes glaze over. So, so let's explain that again. Like we went over it a little bit last time, but you know, just to like unpack it and just simplify it, right? Mm -hmm. We're doing the PowerPoint for Jake here, but uh, so I can understand it better. But so it's just a wallet, right? But it's a digital wallet. But just imagine you've got a real wallet, right? And that's where you put your NFTs. Mm -hmm. So and it just exists um, as an app. Right. So you can just kind of transfer to that app. It's password protected. Pretty crazy, huh? The, like the phrases that you have to protect your MetaMask wallet. And, and there's other wallets out there. But one of the reasons why the MetaMask wallet is good is it's backed by Ethereum. And you can transfer Ethereum in there, which is really the gas that powers the NFT space right now. Um, is, you know, Ethereum would probably be the most popular cryptocurrency that, you know, you get paid by if somebody were to buy your NFT, right? Yeah. So you have to create a meta, you have to create a wallet, a digital wallet. There's several of them. The most popular one is MetaMask. That's yeah. what we're talking about. It's a digital wallet. So you have to create one of those to create an NFT. You have to have, and you have to have money in that wallet. And um, you either can put it in through direct deposit or you can use your debit card and put physical USD money into that wallet digitally. So you have to have that. And then um, the next thing you have to have is um, an, a, like a platform that you can go to to sell your NFT or your art piece or whatever it is. And a lot of people like to use OpenSea. It's uh, OpenSea.com or OpenSea.io. That's where you can go to sell your art piece or whatever it is that you're trying to sell. Um, but you have to have a meta, you have to have a digital wallet. Proper one is MetaMask. And you have to have an OpenSea account and then you upload your art pieces to this OpenSea account and everything's tied into the blockchain. And the way you get into that blockchain is through your wallet, through your digital wallet. And it takes a little bit of time. I'm actually in the, that process right now to verify um, your wallet. So in order to sell like this, for example, the General Titus Recon uh, NFE that we created, you, you, have to, you have to get your wallet um, like uh, verified. And it takes a while for it to get verified. It's like a day or two or so, sometimes a couple of minutes. Mine is taking forever because I don't have, I hadn't had um, good Wi-Fi at my work, but now that I'm home, I'll be able to see if I can get it, um, get my wallet verified so I can sell that NFT. And in order to, and there's a, um, there's a, like a tax, they call it a gas fee. It's like putting gas in your car. You have to have gas to make your car run, right? So they call this thing, um, this fee, they, they call it a gas fee or gas tax. And you have to pay that fee in order to post your uh, your piece of art to the blockchain. And depending how much you sell your fee, you sell your uh, your art piece for, they um, it calculates, I don't know how, what it does, but it calculates its own fee. And for however much um, Ethereum you sell your your piece of art for, it'll calculate the the gas tax or the gas fee in order for them to the host your uh, to host your piece of work artwork. And it costed me 192 USD to post that one that General Titus Recon. Uh, the the gas fee was 192 bucks to to upload it to the blockchain. And then once you do that, um, you just pay that fee once, I believe. And then you can start posting as much artwork you want as you want into your um, OpenSea account. But you have to get, you have to pay at least one gas fee tax. 
that's where I'm at right now. So, and I, and all this stuff, if you go back and listen to uh, episode 28, where uh, Bidbird was on it, they, they all explained it in that, in that episode. And I just been following and executing it. So, but yeah, I'm at the point right now where we, I uploaded the uh, NFT and now I'm trying to get the uh, wallet initialized or verified. So, man, but it, it is a process and it is confusing. It's a, it's a, a long process. It's not really easy to explain unless you do it, you know, type of thing. That um, hope that makes sense. I hope you guys can reach out and just hit us on the Instagram DMs if you guys need to ask for any more um, questions or whatever. But did that make sense at all? No. It is the the gas fees. You, you were saying you you just paid it once and then that's it. It's not a, like a gas fee per image. That what I'm seeing on OpenSea, it's like um, once you get your wallet initialized or verified, that's it. Like for this collection, because we're we're gonna do this uh, twelve one of one collection, curated art pieces of Truth Pilots, right? Uh, encourage your Truth Pilots is what we're trying to do, and so for that um, curation is gonna be for one fee, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and it, but it's calculated. <laughs> So I'm selling this one. The first one was um, I listed it for nine Ethereum. That's like thirty five thousand bucks, and <laughs> so that's a lot of freaking thirty five thousand USD, bro, for nine yeah. Ethereum. So who knows if anyone's gonna buy it? But we're gonna have a curation of twelve of those one of one pilots, right? To be to sell it in the blockchain. So based on that one listing. Um, it was $192 for nine Ethereum. So I don't know how they calculate the fee or whatever, but it's weird. And you can see the, you can see there's a, uh, a button you can press on there where you can track to see what it is that they're uh, doing. The, all the calculations that's going on on the, another tab, an open tab It is crazy, man. But um, yeah, I, I shoot. I still don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just, following the flow and just trying to execute on whatever you guys shared so it looks like you do though like check it out i, I made it my background for those of you that are going to watch this on youtube oh nice <laughs> you can see the encourager truth pilots right here and it looks legit it looks like you know straight out of like better than gary v's stuff that's for sure <laughs> well I've, i found that like i there's this other girl that does nft projects her name is uh people pleaser p-p-l-p-l-e-a-s a, um, asian lady she does her things but i'm seeing that like a lot of these nft projects that are curated you know that just like it has more than one art piece or whatever they have like a storyline based it. yeah yeah you know that's theme based and, and that's how that's i just following what everyone else is kind of doing so she had like a theme based all her art projects or whatever nfts and i seen other people they have like people he doesn't really have like a thing he just posts stuff but i see the ones that are um like the board yacht board ape yacht club or whatever they're kind of like a theme right they kind of have their own theme so this is what i was thinking for the encourager truth pilots to be like a like a you know 11 or 12 characters that all seek out and try to find truth or whatever but so that's the goal awesome try to make i love it 11 more of these characters and then 
Yeah, and I seen that uh, Eminem bought one of those board yacht, a board a yacht club. Yeah, for about four hundred seventy, four hundred fifty k. Hmm. Yep. And now he digitally owns that or whatever piece that he bought. Even and you know that adds value too, right? Because now Eminem has owned it. So because he's owned it, you know, other people are now going to want it as well or part of that collection. Yeah, I saw like I looked at a lot of the prices and a lot of them weren't were selling for like 0.025 Ethereum, you know, like 80 bucks, 80, 100 USD. But then the resale, man, the resale is where is where the money is at. But also there's a lot of value created behind the, the little art or the ape or whatever art piece that it is it's kind of like the demand of it you know like it pushes the price up more or less but those little ape things those little gorilla ape things are they're pretty popular right now yeah Tongo was saying that he's seen uh, basketball players got it on their shoes Mm -hmm. they bought them and put it on their basketball shoes <clears throat> and they're seeing a lot more athletes putting it on their shoes the board ape mm-hmm. and then he sold the um didn't he sell his shoe as an nft after that <laughs> man that's crazy when i heard jay leno was selling his uh or nft out his cars like so people can own them that's crazy like they can own it you know that's crazy is it, have you seen them? Is it just like a simple picture or is it more like jazzed up? Like some of the stuff that we see is popular. All right, let's check it out. I'll pull it up right now. Um, I'm going to type it out. Jay Leno. Check it out. All right, I'm going to pull up. Uh, Oh, there's a bunch of stuff. Oh, man. Anyhow, we kind of just like dove into this, right? <laughs> How's everyone doing? <laughs> I'm excited about this little project. Hopefully, I can make 11 more of them. But how was uh, you guys' uh, Christmas and holiday, New Year's? You guys good? Yeah, it was good. Just, uh, stayed at home. That's how you know you're getting older. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, after where I left work early, I was supposed to be there until 1230 straight. Everyone at work signed out earlier, like we can early out, right? So I left at 10, got out, got home, and we all played games. We had like family game night and um, family game night and ate seafood boil. We had a seafood boil at the house. So all the my brothers and sisters, we were all at the house just chilling having a good time and playing games. Christmas was good. I got a thermometer, like a heat grill thingy to use for the new grill, the smoker that I got. But like, like a meat probe? Yeah, I got a, a yep, meat probe. I got that for Christmas. <laughs> so I'm going to try to use that <laughs> often, man. I was happy. I was like, heck yeah. Is it Bluetooth? 
Bluetooth. Um, it sticks it like it. Um, it's a magnet on there, so it can stick to the side of the the, the smoker. Yeah, go grill. It's pretty high tech. I was pretty surprised. I didn't wasn't expecting a meat meat grill probe, but got one, man. But yeah, the holidays is so so iffy sometimes for me. I don't really like the. I'd rather work. Oh yeah. man, get that double pay, holiday pay. Hey, but that meat probe will come in clutch, man. Yeah, the grill came with one. It came with two, but this one seems way more sophisticated. Um, the one that I got for a gift. So I can't wait to use that. But how about yours, Jake? How was your New Year's and your Christmas, man? How was the family? On uh, New Year's, I was working downtown. So, uh, which we were pretty busy Friday night, you know, it's New Year's Eve. And oh, then okay. um, we weren't as busy the Saturday night, but I made a lot of money. So, Ooh. you know, so it was, it was, I'll say I made more that weekend than what I make from my regular job. <laughs> Dang, two days in a week. In a week, yeah, yeah, uh, almost two weeks of my job. <laughs> two days, so it was, you know, it was profitable. Um, didn't really get to enjoy it, of course, because I was working. But mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it's gonna definitely pay a big chunk of the, you know, the upcoming trip we have and and or the podcast setup I have coming shortly. <laughs> oh nice um you know so it's just nice to have the it is you know I, I i would i would encourage everybody else out there if you're like stuck in a rut trying to find a way to you know change jobs or something like that you know it's it, it's you know everyone's situation is different but you know having a little side hustle or a second job can kind of set you up financially to make some more of these moves you know to have a little extra money for example to, to pay for your eth you know, if you, if you decide to dive into something with NFTs or, you know, um, you know, you, whatever your side hustle might be paying for, you know, a specialized three printer, you know, for whatever you're doing, but having that, that second job, that second side hustle is highly beneficial, <clears throat> sets you up for to, to free yourself to, uh, not have to worry about money so much. <clears throat> yep. 100%, man. Especially, uh, it's you know, and then it's also the first few days of the year. It's good to have some goals planned out for the year. Try to hit them, right? What right. are some of you, you guys have any goals going up? You guys have any goals lined up to complete this year? Um, I mean, my, my biggest goal right now is uh i just want to be healthy man because all this other stuff isn't gonna matter if i can't like feel good when i'm doing everything so i've got to i've got to heal up i've got some like nagging injuries i'm trying to get fixed and um you know want want to to lose some weight i think a lot of people are afraid of like facing this aspect a lot of people do set goals right at the beginning of the year right and but the key is to follow through and make it a part of your life instead of just a temporary goal so like healthy mm-hmm. lifestyle is a, is like a way of life, not a fad, not something you can fix in a month, not, you know, these are things that you simply change the way you live so that you can enjoy some of these other things more. <laughs> um, so that's the, that's the main goal the, for the beginning of the year is to just get back to feeling healthy all the time. And, you know, I think some of my other financial goals are going to come into play, but I would like to own property as well, like you this year. Mm-hmm. You know, some sort of property, as long as it's the right move, you know, things mm-hmm. are a little expensive right now with, 
you know, this, the market that I'm in here, everything is, you know, there's very low inventory and a lot of buyers, right? So it jacks up the price. So this mm -hmm. is kind of a tough time to buy, but if I can find, um, you know, I'll, I'll show you when I come out and visit for in, in Texas, but I've been looking at like hundred acres of land, you know, just oh, stuff wow. like that, where it's like, it's maybe 30 minutes away from here, but it'd be nice to just have some land, you know, that that's what I was talking about in the, in the chat, but you know, maybe build us a, a studio, you know, that's, that's like a long-term goal right there is to have a physical studio that we can all visit somewhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't care where, right. But, um, just having somewhere where we can come in and, you know, that's ours, that's the, our brand that, you know, and then we can have, you know, people come in there too, you know, we can have yeah. you know, real guests, you know, real that's, guests. That, yeah. that's a big goal of mine is to get us, you know, all there. Right. Is so we are like a hundred percent, you know, starting out virtual, but then having a real studio. That would be dope, man. I like this. Uh, that's one of my goals too, is to start the foundation for that, to get a physical studio, right? Shoot, North Carolina sounds, or South Carolina, the properties out there. Our well, a buddy at my, a buddy at work uh, was saying that, like, you can buy a home for $500,000. It'd be like a mansion out in, out in the East Coast, like uh, North Carolina, South Carolina area. I was looking, there's like 120 acres for 400 grand. What? 400 grand is a lot of money, but that's a lot of land too. 120 acres. Wow. So, you know, that, and that was a, like maybe 45 minutes from here. So it's like out in the middle of where it might not have any electricity yet or, you know, water running to it um, mm -hmm. or anything like that. Right. So it is very basic, but, you know, just you know, kind of thinking those terms, like, you know, that's the, that's the way I'm thinking now. I want land for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, one of them being that, you know, again, promoting healthy lifestyle. I think, you know, hunting is something I'd like to get involved with more and, um, you know, just to, so I can put the healthiest food I could possibly can into my body. You know, that's a, yeah. something that, you know, one of my goals this year as well, is just to eat cleaner and healthier. <clears throat> Tech, but, how about yourself, Tech? You any, uh, new year's resolution goals or some things you're looking uh, at? Pre just pretty much the same health wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a uh, number one thing because just like Jake said, if your health's not good, then what does what what does the other stuff matter? Absolutely. And I also won't be able to climb the dang mountains with you, Tech, to chase them elk around if I'm not healthy enough to <laughs> walk around. <laughs> bro, so, we'll, um, we'll be on the same boat, bro. You got to be pretty fit, huh? Yeah. Like you, that was that was last year when you were going out a lot, right? Yeah. How did you feel? Were you fit last year? No, I was not fit. I was dying. It's 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 harder going there, but it's a little bit easier coming back to the camp. Yeah. Because it seems like it's all downhill coming back towards camp. <laughs> mm. But the whole time I was thinking, I was like, man, if I get something, I'm going to have to carry 700 pounds of meat out of this place. <laughs> Or shoot, just set up camp, make spark a fire, and start cooking everything. That's <laughs> all we got. Eating. We got. We got to plan these with you, Tech, so that you're not left uh, trying to. You know, you'll probably have to. You'd probably have to tie some of it up too, right? Yeah. Because um, as you're packing it, it, you you guys have a lot of bears, or do you have more? Is it more mountain lions you have than bears over there? Uh, bears, cougars, mountain lions. I never. Yeah, I never really all knew scary stuff. Yeah, stuff that would tear your butt apart. I never really knew what an elk looked like until I, I saw a picture of him. 
man, those things are huge with the big old antlers, right? Yeah. <laughs> stand, they're bigger than deers. Like they stay in, they're massive, right? Jeez. Yeah. One one elk would feed us for a year or two. Jeez. For a year, guaranteed. It's another goal of mine right there. Get, get an elk that we could share. <laughs> That'd be dope. That'd be dope. That's some good food. Are, are there uh, times where the like the elk can be rancid or like these these animals can get infected with anything or something like this? No, uh, I, I have no idea. Mm. I'm Unless thinking they more. suffer an injury or something. There's a there's a disease that's affecting deer right now where oh, they're like, yeah, OK, essentially they're you might have seen it, it looks like they're like fate parts of their face or body is like melting off. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's, it's very rare. And, and I, don't, I don't know if that affects elk as well, but I think in general, they're going to be, you know, they're, they're, in general, they're pretty healthy. Yeah. If they're, you know, out there in the wilderness and not on a farm. Man, they look, they're massive. Those things are huge. I never knew, like, I thought the elk was more like a deer with bigger antlers or something, but no, these things are, they stand up tall and they're huge, right? Man. To me, it looks like a mix of a moose and a deer. That to me, to. that's what an elk looks like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> These are huge. Because a moose looks crazy too. Yeah, the moose. I've seen a moose in real life. Though those things are huge. From a distance, I did. But man, though, yeah, those things are freaking massive. And it, it, those elk stand almost as high as the moose, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. <laughs> it's wild. That's crazy. And you went out hunting for that stuff, Tech? Jeez, On his own, bro. by himself. <laughs> Dang, bro. <laughs> that is crazy. Tech is wild. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> yeah. No, I have the same thing. Yeah. But My, yeah. What, was you, what were you saying, Tech? No, but the hunting elk is, they're pretty hard. Because I, I hunt with a bow. So I got to get in within 40, 50 yards of them. And hunting them they're 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 pretty smart so you gotta hunt downwind of them or upwind to where the wind's not blowing into their face because mm. if 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 it is they can smell you from from a far away so there's a lot of techniques you gotta do to hunt but i could show you guys all that that'd be dope have to work on your uh your cow calls right yeah during the rut (laughs) yeah so this is our first episode of the new year it's what no january 3rd finally getting on top of things our our first podcast last year was until like october (laughs) (laughs) like that right we didn't have a podcast so we're getting a little bit better on these podcasts still trying to figure it out as we go but shoot I'm glad that we're all on here. We got on for a couple minutes and talking about talking about a couple things, but man, I'm just now almost healed up from that 30 day 31 that November workout thing that we had, November challenge. Do mm-hmm. I messed up my chest and my What elbow. happened? How did that happen? It was from lifting. It's from lifting uh freaking not knowing what I was doing. <laughs> lifting the freaking uh the weights when I was doing the um pec deck or whatever it was the um, superset i was doing a superset and i felt fine 
I felt a little like a little thing in my chest go out. Well, that's Darth Vader. Um, but it was from doing that superset. I messed it up my chest and it's, it's almost healed now. It's about healed. Luckily, I was in ops. I didn't have to throw bags around in the plane. But did it, did it bruise it like were you black and blue or yeah, it was black and blue all up in here oh, you... on top of my chest. Is that what you went? Is that when you went to, to go to, get checked out? Yeah. Yeah, to the ER. After the ER, um, after the ER, I started seeing the bruising coming out. So I, th- I thought I'd like, I literally thought I was having a heart attack or something. <laughs> I had all the symptoms did, of it, right? I was, did you, pain. did you tear it? Is that what they, they say? Partial tear? Yeah, it was like a tear, something. Um, I didn't stay to get the whole thing, but they made sure my heart was okay. Um, so my heart was cool. You can imagine them walking back in. <laughs> where did that guy go <laughs> yeah i straight left after they told me my heart was good because i had an ekg got an ekg done and they told me my heart was perfectly healthy nothing nothing crazy and i was like oh i'm out of here so they put my clothes on and i straight bounced they left <laughs> one second i need to take this phone call we'll be right back that's so funny <laughs> Not that he got hurt, that he'd straight bounce out of there. <laughs> Once he found out his heart was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That pec tears are no joke, though. So, and then if he bruised from it, it was pretty bad. So that that is why go slow and use weight less than what you're capable of, especially as you get started. So it's, it's you, know, you don't need to you need, you just need to win the day but you don't need to win the year that first day <laughs> or that first month, you know, consistency and being healthy is more important than anything else. <clears throat> so was it caused from him just lifting heavy? It could have been a myriad of things, supersetting. He didn't have enough rest in between. So he was, he went from. Oh, he was supersetting. Yeah. He said he was so supersetting. And so the if I had to guess, you know, without being there, right? Who knows? But uh, if I had to guess, uh, so when, you know, when you're supersetting, so your muscles a little bit more tired, right? Yeah. And so you have to focus to keep your, you know, you've lifted before too, tech, but you've got to focus to keep your form. And as you become tired, you're it is far more difficult. Like mentally, you have to really be locked in on your form because your body will try and take a shortcut, you know, be, let's say if your chest is, is tired, your shoulder will try and do more. Right. And if you move your shoulder out of alignment with your normal, you know, your, your, nor- your, your normal way that your arm moves, like there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong in the shoulder joint uh, from chest. If your shoulder tries to take over a chest movement. Yeah. So just, you know, that, that's probably what happened to him was his shoulder tried to take over as he got tired and, you know, put him in a compromised position where his arm normally wasn't ever under load. And his, his chest told him he wasn't happy anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. My injury. Yeah. I had never done that heavy weight before. It was a uh, 45. <laughs> I was sticking to 20, 30, 35. <laughs> then I jumped up to the 45s and I thought I was fresh, dude. It totally messed me up. And then it messed up my elbow too. My elbow is just now getting better. 
so I just wasn't used to lifting or lifting that heavy weight, man. Back in the high school, college days, man, it used to be nothing. But man, once you get older, shoot, I'm a, I'm like 42 now, and 45s at that angle, oh man, yeah, I did did a number on my elbow and my chest, straight up. I should have took pictures to show you guys the like that you could see the little redness and the like the black and blueness. Oh, it wasn't black and blue; it's more like red, all on my chest. It's crazy. That's wild. It took forever. So that was in November, right? All of December it took me to heal from that mm. damn injury. <sighs> Crazy. Go, go slow on your way back in. Yeah. And what it's been helping me is that uh, intermittent fasting, the 15, nine, 15 hours of fasting, nine hours of eating. That's been helping me to keep the weight down while I haven't been able to work out. So that's crazy, man. It, it, when you talk about recovery, and um, recovering from workouts, being older, dude, this is no joke. I'm like, it's no joke. It takes me a like. It took me the whole month to recover from this these two injuries. Crazy. And your body's not as young as it used to be, man. Man, you be able to recover like a day or two. <laughs> now <laughs> it's a month or two. <laughs> it took me a month and a half to recover from that injury. I'm hoping to figure out a way to get back to recovering the way that we did when we were in our twenties. I'm trying to learn, uh, I li- you know, listen to a lot of these other podcasters uh, talk about it. Andrew, Andrew Huberman is kind of a good one that mm-hmm. in, um, the other guy that was on uh, Joe Rogan and was also on Huberman. He's, he's the anti-ager. Those are two good ones to kind of, um, uh, to, to follow, to try and reverse that process. Because, you know, what's happening on the inside is our cells don't perform their jobs as well. And so, you know, that at a cellular level, we don't recover as well because, you know, our cells are a little tired, I guess, or whatever, you know, they don't know, they don't perform as efficiently. So I, I, I'm trying to figure out how can I get my cells young again? <laughs> yeah. What does Tom Brady do? Cause he, is this TB12 thing program? Is that how he keeps in shape? Is that his own program or regimen? That's what we hear from him, right? So he does, you know, he does a lot of band work, you know, so he doesn't lift with actually a lot of weights, but he'll use band resistance. So mm-hmm. just think in your mind, like, you know, how I've showed you like activations, activations, but at a really high level, right? Bands can create a lot of resistance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, but he stays away from, from more of the heavier lifting and does more like intense band, band stuff. And then he does the active recovery where you see, um, his, uh, you know, his, his main trainer, like essentially like hits the muscle while he's like flexing and then, uh, and then relaxing, flexing and relaxing. And so like they, it's, it's like mimicking getting hit on the field. Right. so but it's promoting recovery because he's not getting hurt or injured when when it happens he's got like a special he's got a special way he recovers and then he eats really strict yeah i think we need to eat really i think we need to eat really really well too like that's like a hundred percent or at least 95 percent of a recovery rate because it man when you get old when you're aging oh my gosh it really does take you i'm just a living i i have a huge testimony of that right now <laughs> uh it could it could be and this is the you know the, the the rabbit hole that you've gone down quite a bit notice is you know just all the like preservatives that are in the foods and like a lot of this done a lot of the stuff i feel like that is marketed to us even in like the regular supermarket is designed to like 
it, maybe not designed, but as a as an effect, make, it ages us. Like it's not making us younger. It's not healthy for us. Sugars, yeah, all this stuff. I know sugars are really, really bad for you. It gives you arthritis. It does a lot of things. It's like a, I read this thing. It um like consuming a lot of sugars is uh makes you age faster. Gives you arthritis. Does all these different things to you. But what are you guys doing? Like, uh, Jake, did you, I know you mentioned you were talking about doing the all, the, the all meat diet for the month of January. You Carnivore. Started, yeah. Carnivore diet. You still sticking with that? Yeah, I, I started it. I actually had some, unfortunately, some leftover food from my family that I decided to eat instead of throw out. But um, Oh, yeah, you got to, you got to tear that up, bro. So I started it. Uh, it's 1 a.m. here. So I started it yesterday. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll see how it goes. The the you know cutting all carbs out, and I'm just gonna eat meat. Um, I'm gonna supplement with a, a a green supplement just so I'm not missing some of the maybe essential minerals. I don't have access to enough like organ meats to mm. I think fully ignore that. So I still want to be as healthy as I can while I'm restricting. Um, you know, and carbs. my body feels pretty good with a lot less carbs. Mm -hmm. Um, although of course I like eating carbs just like everybody else does, but I just feel, I think my body gets like, I get a lot of inflammation from it. And so I just Mm -hmm. want to go a month without it. Just kind of see how I feel. So when we go to Texas on the 21st, we do our trip. Are we going to have to leave you at the hotel or (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying? That is yet to be determined. I'm sure most places we could go. I could find protein pretty easy. Yeah. And you're right. It does, um, like eating a lot of carbs really does messes with your body, you know, the yeast or whatever, the gluten or whatever it does. But I can see how that can be beneficial, but I'm excited to see your journey on that, man. I hope you stay healthy are okay. But I'm excited for our trip to Texas, man. I wonder where Tonga, Tonga, are you on? Is this Tonga right here? Or who is this, this mysterious iPhone person? <laughs> Might just be. logged on. Might be coach. Could be coach. Yeah, coach could be. But yeah, I'm excited for our trip. January 21st. That's like a couple of weeks from now, man. A few I weeks know. It's, it's, it's going to be awesome. I, I'm so excited. I, I need a break from work, so it'll be good. It'll be like a double vacation for me because I'm going to go hang out with you guys for those days, and then I'm going to go see my sister in Austin after that. Oh, nice. <clears throat> you know, you're gonna How long do you plan on staying there? Uh, uh, just that till that Friday or that, yeah, that Friday I'm flying out Friday. So it's like a week long for me. <clears throat> oh, nice. You going to drive down to Austin from Dallas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Monday, I'll just drive down to Austin. Yeah. I'm looking forward for some good food. There's this Brazilian place that, uh, I'm took me that's to. what I want. Dude, Ooh. that place is fire. I can't remember the name, but I, it's better than Rodizio's. I've been to Rodizio's. They're pretty good, but this place was way, way better. Can't I can't wait. wait. Better meats. <laughs> better meats. A lot more meats. That just, oh, man. It was off the hook. Guess we'll just find out, huh, Jake? Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm excited for this new year for us, for everyone in our podcast. I'm excited for all our listeners. Hope you guys have a lot of, you know, reach your goals and are fighting through and be able to achieve them, you know, check back in with us. We are on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, 
those are the two main platforms that we're on. But if you're listening and if you're um, you, if you have a goal, please share it with us. We'd like to know. Leave it in the comments or send us a DM on Instagram. We're always someone. Someone's always listening. But yeah, like I'm excited to get going for this year. I thought I read somewhere that if you do something 21 times, it becomes a habit. 21 times? Yeah. Hmm. So if you guys have a goal out there, just keep in mind that if you just do it 21 times, probably do like a countdown. And then it just becomes a habit after that. I ain't going to lie. The 30-day challenge, the workout challenge, that was that helped me to stay motivated and thinking about eating right and working out. So that was what, 30 days, November? Yeah, November so, was 30 days. Mm-hmm. You see how your mind shifted too, notice, because you, you were yeah. telling us like how much you missed working out, right? When you yeah. were hurt. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, it used to be like a freaking, I always say, like just like a, what is that burden to mm-hmm. try to get in there just to meet our little goal or whatever, man. But now it's more like, oh, I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. It felt good. It felt really good. But that consistency thing, that that C word, bro, is one hard thing to establish. How can we, um, what can we do to make a, be more consistent? 21 days of doing something consistently every day. I think that's a good start, right? What are some other things that you guys have noticed in your own lives that you can do to become more consistent. I know tech has been, I've seen him do his uh, shirts and his art. He's been very consistent. So how, what have you been doing tech to capitalize on the, the work consistency? Uh, I just break it down. Like I got this, I got the, the goal and then I just break it down into little steps to get me to that goal. So in order for me to get, to uh, get me a, a shop, I got to have X amount of product off the table in order for me to get X amount of products off the table. I got to create something at least once a day. So now that's where I'm at. I'm I'm constantly creating designs once a day and putting it on t-shirts. Nice. So you got like a physically methodical thing that you're doing to achieve, to be more consistent. Yeah. That's dope. So as as long as I keep creating something every day, it'll help build towards that big goal. But the only thing that I like my problem now is I'm really not big on social media. Like, I think I got to do something about that. Like try to get some, you know, just to get the word out that I'm doing shirts, you know or doing clothing or doing whatever it is I'm doing. I got you. Or, or you could just keep doing plugging as you go. And then as you like, just post, like post all like later, like, you know, just document what you're doing now and then post it later to your, to uh, your IG account. There is an IG account that we do have the troop 28 clothing, right? Yeah. You can use that, man. I mean, that's essentially what you're revising in the name of the, the brand, correct? Troop 28 yeah. Clothing. So those of you listening, please follow Troop 28 Clothing on Instagram. It's a company that we had a long time ago that we had started uh, uh, childhood friends and brothers growing up. 
we started this clothing company called Troop 28 Clothing. It was after named after our scout. What was it? Our scout, our troop, our scout troop, Troop yeah. 28. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bunch of us who grew up together. We were all in the same scout troop and we just created this. Um, it was Moapewa, Moapewa, Brian Takiwa, Sateki Takiwa, me, Pate, and Hopatekaho. Uh, who else? So it's us, right? Oh, and uh, Chris Fumavaka and Palu uh, Fumavaka. Palu. Palu. Yep. So we all threw in money to create this T-shirt company. And uh, the main person who was making the T-shirts was uh, our my cousin Moa. He was, was he in Vegas then or was he? He was in Vegas at that time. He was in Vegas at the time. He's already doing shirts. But he had started, we had started this uh, Troop 28 clothing. He was learning how to print shirts and stuff and he was doing it. But we had a bunch of, um, we had this reggae concert come through Reno. I think it was uh, the Common Kings. Uh, I don't can't remember who the other the other um, artists were, but there's several reggae artists that came through Reno, and it was our goal to have shirts ready, merch ready for that reggae concert. And um, so we started a little thing, and it was successful. We sold all the shirts, right, Tech? I believe so. I wasn't there. Yeah, it was me and Pate. I was uh, Pate was handing on the shirts, and we sold all the shirts. We made a good profit, made a good name for ourselves. And at the time when I was, well, it was what, 2013 or 14, we had a, this little venue that we held a uh, reggae night. Uh, every, every Friday, Saturday night, we had a reggae night here in Reno that me and Hopate started. Um, so people would come in and listen to reggae music, drink and smoke or whatever. And then we would sell our shirts there too. But we sold them all out, had a good time, but kind of just fell off when, some of the merch um, wasn't moving properly, and now we're just picking it back up. And Tech's doing an amazing job of, of being consistent and just showing us all the designs. There's all sorts of things you're designing on cups, on what uh, bottles, plastic bottles, like drinking bottles, all sorts of things you're doing now. Yeah, stickers, uh, vinyls for cars, car decals. What? Car decals too? Yeah. Dang, that's what's up. I didn't know you were doing car decals. Yeah. But yeah, follow, follow uh, our, our Instagram account. It's uh, Troop28Clothing. Um, on Instagram, it's one of the accounts that we're following from the Encourager show. So yeah, check us out on, on Instagram for that. You'll be able to see all the text, artwork, and this is clothing designs coming coming soon here. Oh, yeah. But gotta... um, Yeah. Oh, no, I got one coming out this year, a new line, but uh, we'll wait to discuss that later. Oh, it's not the drop, <laughs> bro. <laughs> not a new drop. Not the secret drop. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I think it's just going to tease us right now with that, bro. Can we get a little sample? <laughs> no, nah, when it's ready, I'll let you guys know. It's in That's the works up. right now. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> right, right here on the Courage's show. Man, but, you know, same question to you, Jake. What are you doing to... Um, increase your time of being consistent or increasing that consistency muscle. I, I think you got to do, you know, text approach. Cause you can have a big dream. You know, I think it's hard to have the full thing written out um, like tech has, but that's ideally what you want, what you want the big dream. Then you want, um, you know, some of the, uh, some of the smaller goals um, to accomplish, you know, and then you break it down to your day to day. 
to get there. So, you know, really having the path mapped out like that, that's how you do it. You know, that's how you do it. And so, like, you know, let's say, for example, you know, you're, you're trying to lose weight, right? So a goal would be, you know, work out five times a week for each month of the year, right? So if you were to get that goal, you know, the small goal would be work out that day and have it be one of your, you know, one out of seven days, five days, you do it. And then the, the even smaller goal would be, well, how many minutes are you going to work out? Well, you could say, I'm going to have a minimum of 30 minutes of, of workout. And so you're just breaking it down to the, you know, to the, to the easy to conceptualize, right? Cause the long goal is hard to see how you'll get there unless you have that little step-by-step path to get there. Like tech has. <clears throat> nice little steps at a time, right? One step at another, one right. step in front of another. Right. Nice. Right on, right on. It helps to have goals. It helps to have goals. And then also, I think, uh, you know, they keep people keep I keep seeing these uh, this recurrent theme of your why has to be strong. Right. How does that factor in like the why? Why we do things you guys know. You got to have a reason to do something. If you don't have a reason, you're not going to get out of bed. You know, if, if you got if your thing is to. Like you got to get up early in the morning, go to work to feed your family. That's your why to go to work, you know. But if you didn't have a family or didn't care about anything, you probably wouldn't wake up and go to do anything. Just waste your time. Mm-hmm. But your why is what's going to drive you. I get it. Yep. Why has to be strong. If you understand your why, then everything else follows in the place and your why can change too right so you can have different you know as you evolve as a person you know as things certain things become more important to you as you change in your life you know the why can change for sure but yeah a strong conviction so when it's hard because it's going to be hard right there's mm-hmm. going to be you know anything worth reaching is going to be tough to get there so when it gets tough having a strong why is going to push you through those times where you know, we talk about it a lot in our in our chat, but that the little voice, right? The little voice in your head that tells you to lay down longer, to hit snooze on your on your phone, that tells you, oh, go work out tomorrow, that tells you, oh no, I can have my eighth cheat day in a row. Sometimes you gotta <laughs> ignore that little voice. And you know, you're and if you're wise strong, it's easier to ignore it or tell that little voice to go away. <laughs> Yeah, most people think that uh, the road to success is like a, just an escalator ride up the, to the top, you know. Yeah. But it's not. It's you ride up, ride, and it'll go backwards. It'll drop off. It'll go well, all over the place. But that why should help you keep you focused to keep going up. Right. But just know that the road to success ain't easy. One hundred percent. But it's worth it. Do you know um, an estimated, uh, here's, here's a statistic, an estimated 188.9 million adult Americans, that's 74% of the population, say they were determined to learn something new, make a lifestyle change, or set a personal goal in an effort to better themselves in 2022 or 2021. And only 15% of those people 
um, would actually um, hit that goal. Wow, that's in, that's interesting because I was listening to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger the other day mm-hmm. and doing a motivational talk, and he was saying that seventy four percent of them of people don't like their jobs. Mm, come on, <laughs> <laughs> they don't like what they're doing right now. They're only doing it because they had to do something, mm. you know. And that yeah. when you said seventy four percent, that's probably the seventy four percent that didn't like their jobs. And that's funny. That's <laughs> funny. Trying to yeah. find something new. <laughs> that is crazy. So it helps to to like what you're doing, right? And then hope, and then it helps to have a huge why. So that's 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 what's up. Yeah, you gotta love what you're gonna do, man. You gotta find something you love to do and do it. Yeah. And you gotta you gotta will be willing to work when nobody else is working. Mm-hmm. Even after your eight-hour shift, you got to come home and put in the work. Yeah, it's the um, it's the off hours that determine where you know where you can be. That will help you set up to where you're going to be. Yeah, I remember the. Yeah. One, go ahead, Jake. I said if we're ever going to leave the nine to five behind, you know, if we're ever going to do that, it's got to be those off hours. You know, just your point there. That's 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 the difference, right? Is you know, it's we're figuring out some way so that we don't have to stick to it. Cause I'll tell you, I'm in a nine to five ish that I don't, it's not my dream job for sure, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it means that it means to an end to get me to my dream job. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's it's true. just like that, the quote by the rock, you know, he says, don't work eight hours building somebody else's dream and zero on yours. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that one hurts deep right there. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, bro. Come on, man. Be easy on us. Be easy on us. But yeah, that's that's 100% true. And I think that's the that's what we we're all striving to be. And I think we need more like how we always always talk about we need more encouragers out there to help others see that and help others reach their full potential. And I think that's another great thing about this podcast is that we're trying to encourage and we're trying to help motivate, not motivate, but encourage others because motivation only lasts so long, right? It can, it can last from now until the end of the prayer motivation. But then when you encourage someone to see what they're like to reach their potential, to help them see their value of themselves, having a huge why or something like this, it can go a little bit further, I think. So Man, if there's anything that you guys ever get out of any of these podcasts, it's just one information can change your life and applying that information can change your life. Also sticking to what, you know, sticking to whatever it is that you're doing. I mean, that was the recurrent theme from all our other guests is that they, these people stuck to what they love to do and they just never quit. Tease is a Tongan male artist, uh, rapper out of Reno. I remember in 2013 when I moved back to from New York to Reno, that's when I first started working with him. And he's still plugging along. He's still that guy is still doing music, still finding him himself. He learned how to engineer. He learned how to um, up his game with audio, like how to manipulate and edit and um, do audio now. Now he's in that part of them, but he's still plugging along. Who else? Diamond Lange. She was another uh, guest that we had on. She never thought she would ever be a model but someone told her that she could do it and then she just kept doing it who else um several of all the like mele olivetti shout out to our australia 
listeners, another person just, just figured it out. And she's just um, now she's created this huge um, skincare product product line that's being recognized the world over, you know, in Dubai and everything that she's just keeps just the recurrent theme from all these people is that they just found something and just, just kept working at it. Right. Yeah. I heard a story one time that, that you want to find something that you love and stick with it. Don't you just imagine a gold digger digging a hundred feet down the, to look for some gold and he stops. What if that goes at 105 feet? He was just almost there, but he stopped at 100 feet. You know, and that's that's a problem with a lot of people today. They'll they'll find something they want to do, but they just they don't stick with it. They only stick for for like a little while. Then they go jump to something else and do something else. Then they switch to something else. They just keep jumping around. But if they just stuck with something, maybe they'll get to that 105 feet and find the gold. Come on. That's what's up. That's pretty deep. Imagine quitting right before you get there, too. I wonder how, I, I wonder if there's a study about that that could show us how many people are, you know, when they quit and how close they were to their goal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or they didn't realize it, right? They didn't realize how yeah. close they were. Right. I know the story of uh, who was it, the, um, the apple story you know that that uh, the story of apple is all um that story of apple is pretty familiar the guy that um he sold his share for what 10 or 20 dollars or do you know about that jake yeah and then they blew up became filthy rich i feel like there's a lot of those stories but but that that one's a, a one that kind of sticks out is that they, that dude, he just gave his shares up. worth would, would be worth like hundreds of millions now or whatever. Hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, that's like the story my brother was telling me the other day about um, like when Bitcoin first came out, he bought two two large pepperoni pizzas with like three hundred something Bitcoin back then. <laughs> Imagine if he still had it today. Oh my goodness. Jeez, that is crazy. But you know, we live, we learn. But if you find something that you love to do, you got to stick with it. Just stick with it. That's what the the theme that we've got from every single one of our podcast uh, guests. They just found something they love, and they stuck with it and never quit. And probably try to find something new to do with that thing, you know, because like, for instance, me, my, myself, I started, uh, I started doing t-shirts after a couple months, I'll be honest with you, I, it kind of got boring hmm. printing shirts. And then that's when I started branching out to like car, car vinyl decals, hmm. you know, cups, hmm. you know, I started branching out to all these other things and, and now it's now now it got me more interesting. What else can I do? Hmm. What else? What else can I? What else can I custom make? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's an awesome tech. <laughs> and it's just a natural flow too of things, right? It wasn't like a forced thing. It just naturally flew flowed that way. Yeah, and it it just makes it more exciting because now you're looking for stuff to create and 
instead of just creating the same old boring, doing the same old boring thing. So it takes a little bit of creativity to keep just just trying to keep the thing that you're that you love doing, keeping it new. Mm. That's what's up. You know, you got to be like Walmart, you know, every four years they renovate their store so it looks brand new. So every time you think it's a brand new store, but it's the same old store. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Like that uh, store in um, like the court towards the Gordon Valley area up to where Red Rock area over here in Reno. Mm-hmm. I remember that store I used to look a different way. And then I came back the other day and it looks totally different design. The outside looks more futuristic, you know. Yeah, they renew it every four years. So it looks new. So every, every time you go in there, it's, it feels like a new store. Damn, that's what's up. Pretty interesting. It's the same store, just a different look. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just gave it a new paint job. I bet they have data behind like newer stores. People buy more in a newer store or they stay longer or something. So I bet they have some kind of data like that. But that's why they, they do, do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know this uh, Walmart down in Sacramento. So it used to be a Walmart I used to frequent a lot, but it's in the, like, towards the ghetto neighborhoods, but it looks like a high-end, like, a Walmart. It, look, it didn't it doesn't even look like a Walmart. It look, almost looks like a Nordstrom, the way they designed the outside. It's a lot of green green trees and shrubbery hanging out in the front. It looks super fancy, but it's located nor- towards the, like, the ghetto area of, New- of uh, Sacramento. And that place is packed all the time. It's kind of towards the old, uh, old or now downtown Sacramento, but off towards the ghetto area. So, and that place was packed every single time. Looks super fancy. That's probably why they did it to design it that way, so that maybe the that surrounding area could feel like upper upper class or whatever, feel comfortable coming in. But that place is always packed. But it's the same old store. Same old, same old Walmart. Upgrade the shelves, move mm-hmm. the departments around. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good to go. Damn. That's what's up, Tech. I never knew that about Walmart. But now you said it, it's absolutely true. I didn't know either. Who are yeah. um like moving further, like who are who are some guests that we look forward to having? Like you guys plan on having, uh, who we can reach out to to come on the podcast and talk to us. You guys have any ideas or anyone that you guys like to see on the podcast show? No, I'm open to anybody, anybody that want to come and share their story with us, mm-hmm. or your journey, or even anyone that's starting out a journey. Yeah, there is um, there's a couple of people I reached out to to try to get in over here on the podcast. There is um, let's see, there is this um, UFC fighter out of Australia. She's a female UFC fighter, I believe. Um, to try to get her to come on. There's also uh, 
the first ever um, Maori lady to ever be on a, a newscast with a moko. She has a tattoo, uh, like a traditional Maori uh, tattoo on her face, on her lips, a traditional female Maori tattoo, moko. Would love to get her on. I reached out to have her try to get on. Um, Orini Kaipara. Um, reached out to her. See if she can come on for a show. Also um, reached out to LJ Mailata. He's um, he's an NFL, um, that NFL athlete that plays for the Eagles. Plays for the Eagles. He's from Australia. Um, also, Janae Harding, that's the UFC fighter I was talking about. She's an MMA fighter, not a UFC fighter. Take that back. She's a MMA fighter from Australia, I believe. Oh, no, New Zealand. She's New Zealand born. She's uh, resides out of San Diego, California. But she fights in the Bellator MMA. Mm. Janae Harding, she's out of uh, New Zealand, New Zealand born. Asked her to be on the podcast. She's looking forward. She um, she said she would love to jump on in the new year to come and talk with us. So that's promising. Get her on the show. LJ. Um, man, so many other people. I'd like to follow up with Mele Olivetti, the uh, owner and creator of Venue um, product line out of Australia like to follow up with her some other people but if you guys have any suggestions anyone you guys would like to hear on our podcast show they don't have to be poly they don't have to anybody who would like to sell information or who you consider to be an encourager um, of information or encourager of life please send us a dm we'd love to have them on the show so but yeah 2022 the goal is to reach 100 podcasts 100 episodes and we're on episode this will be what you're listening to episode 29 right now so however many it is, how many is left for that to make it 100 29 71 minus, yeah 71 podcasts so the goal is to get to 100 this year personal goal so if you guys have anyone that you'd like to have us talk to please reach out um also oh yeah kalani hafoka dude we'd love to have him on he this uh I grew up with him around him in Sacramento. His, him, his dad and my dad are good friends, but he is a set designer or a set dresser for Disney. The Disney show, what is it called? I just drew a blank. What's that show with uh, Boba Fett? Uh, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yes, the Mandalorian. He's a set dresser for the Mandalorian. He's working on, he just finished up the, the, this last series with the Mandalorian. But love to have him on here to talk about what it goes, what it's like to be a set dresser in Hollywood, you know, on a major um, film crew, film set. That'd be cool to have him on. Um, we'd love to get that motivator speaker, Justin Sua, if he's, if he's listening. Also, Tanoai Reed, we'd love to have him on. Just a lot of different people I think could add value to our our, our people, you know just different avenues, different types of work out there that people can look into and maybe even thrive in that they can come on and talk to us and speak to us about. Tanoai Reed is the uh, stunt double for The Rock. He's The Rock's stunt double for many years. Love to have him on. Also, Philip New, 
the brother of Rachel New, who we had on recently, was one of our first guests on our podcast. Rachel New's brother, Philip New, he's also a stunt man or a stunt person in the Hollywood scene, breaking out. He um, did some stunt work for as the, for The Rock, I believe. Love to have him on. Love to have The Rock on. DJ, if you're listening, please come and come on to our show. We'd love to talk to you, brother. The uh, The Rock's mom would love to have Auntie come on the show as well. <laughs> <laughs> All these people, I think there's a there's so many people that we can expose our our Polynesian people to to get them to think outside the box. Maybe you know to look into being in Hollywood, me being a writer in Hollywood, or work on a set or become a director or something there's a lot of talented um polynesian people out there love to have nicole scherzinger on the show too love to have you come on and share your experience with us what it's like to you know be in your in your shoes jason more dude my homeboy i'd love to have you on <laughs> all these different people just if you guys know of anyone that like to be on our show or like you want to be on our show please hit them up let them know about our show thank you guys for continuing to rock with us and sharing our show it's uh what how many years now we've been doing this starting 2020 yeah yeah 2020 was when we started like kind of doors was it 2020 or 2019 i don't remember i think it was 2019 because i still lived in my old spot when we when you guys had me on for the first and you had been going for a while already oh. i think also like to have a uh, us representative uh or senator tulsi gabbard on is she a senator or a representative that's another goal to have tulsi gabbard come on uh presidential hopeful out of hawaii um just a whole bunch of people but yeah just talking goals here Kind of manifest them out loud, right? You really do. I really do believe in that. That's a whole nother subject we can talk about too, how, about how powerful words are and how powerful the subconscious is. That's a whole nother subject that we can like dive into. <laughs> it's it's powerful, man. Like it's just powerful how powerful the words are and how powerful our subconscious is. Because the subconscious, it keeps working even when we're not like totally focused on our subconscious. Kind of like um, when you're dreaming, you like you feel like you had a bad dream and it feels real. That's how our subconscious is, how, how our subconscious works. It's like that real feeling, but it, it just stays manifesting. It stays like, working even while you, you're not really thinking about it. I had an opportunity to interview one of the, one of the top like uh, mental health coaches or mental coaches in the NBA. Um, and I'll have to share that with you guys. I think I shared it with you. When I was working back in Sacramento with um, like our group text, how he was talking about how powerful the subconscious was. Definitely, we should dive into that. Get someone who is familiar with that topic and have him come on the podcast and talk about it. But I don't know. We, you guys, good right now? Like we can wrap this up or keep going. I think we've been talking. How long have we been talking? I don't know. But yeah, this is the first podcast of the new year, 2022. It was I Jake. It's about an hour. 
Oh, okay. <clears throat> Jake, Tech, myself, Notice, I go by Notice. And we had a suspicious, or um, what was it? Who was that? That just a mysterious guest that logged on, but never. I don't know. They, they was doing it all night, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was probably Joe. Joe, at your secret <laughs> military base. Were you listening and participating? Identify yourself, Joe. Shout out to Joe, Coach, Tonga, Paul. And Paul. Shout out to our brothers who couldn't meet, be with us on our first podcast of the year. We hope to have them on the next podcast. If you guys have anything else to share or talk about, go ahead and wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Right on, man. Thank you guys for rocking with us. And for myself, Jake, and Tech, you guys have a blessed 2022 feel free to reach out to us and let us know who you'd like to have on the show. Thank you for rocking with us. You guys have a good night.